hello. Hi. How are you? Wonderful, how are you? Good, thanks. Surviving. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what is your name? My name's Honey G. Honey G? Sweet like Honey G. So what's your real name? Anna Georgette Guilford. Rest in peace, Captain Tom. Rest in peace. We shout out Missy Elliott as well, <laughs> and shout out any returning <laughs> listeners who made it through last week's ear cancer. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome We're back, back, baby. To We're back. My Beautiful Darkness to Fantasy, a podcast where two friends and music enthusiasts, Dan and Alex, face off against the mighty editors at Rolling Stone magazine. And each week, as we descend Rolling Stone's 500 greatest albums of all time list, we'll be reviewing, debating, and mostly disagreeing with the placement, and or even inclusion, of albums 100 down to one. At the end of each episode, we'll place the album in question in our own personal lists, our Beautiful Dark lists, if you will, and hopefully by the end of the series, we'll be able to stand back and reflect on two entirely different lists. Did I say that right? Sounds rehearsed. <laughs> Sounds rehearsed. <laughs> anyway, we encourage anyone at home, anyone listening, to join us. Make your own lists. Make Form your own opinions, more importantly. Don't yeah. listen to us, but yeah. enjoy it. And um, yeah, this week, I'm quite excited to dive into album 93. 93. On the list, yeah. Missy Elliott and Timberland's super duper fly and you know why i'm gassed about this one because i cannot wait for you to especially you to try and pronounce the abonics uh on the on the titles of these <laughs> uh, as we know past the blunt uh, <laughs> can't wait you can you can pronounce past them, mate. the blunt on this one um so this is a debut album from Missy Elliott. Yeah, first, before we get into it, mate, just cut you off. Yeah. No, I think ahead, we should address ahead. something that we found out about Rolling Stone. Oh, the, yeah. The list right. you, you so, brought to my attention. So, uh, I was scrolling through um, a review of an album uh, by Rolling Stone. I think it was this Missy Elliott album. And uh, it was noted that this album had been placed in the top 500 of all time. So, I was like, oh, okay, of course. Bit of homework um, before the app, clearly. Obviously, this morning. Uh, first listen. I'm joking. I've listened to this all week. Um, but one thing I noticed, which is quite interesting, the list has been put together by writers, uh, producers of Rolling Stone, and also famous artists, including Beyonce and none other Surely than not. Taylor Swift. No. Taylor Swift was involved in the selection of the albums. It's for a this bloody list. conspiracy, mate. I, 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 I'm Makes not me Ill. Like, don't get me wrong. I feel like uh, the same, we should apply that same kind of disdain for Beyonce as well because she's put her album on this list. Deservedly. Yeah, I think certainly more deservedly yeah, than Taylor yeah, Swift. Yeah. But you can't help but ignore that she had a word in putting Red on the list considering that, you know, I mean, we've spoken about Red previously. Go listen to that episode if you want to. Do, it's, do it's, listen. Uh, we need it's it. A, it's a ride. But it one hundred percent vinyl press coming soon. Sorry, yeah, we we are pressing that episode. So, <laughs> um, for you for your audio. That files makes out me there. what you were saying before about the list. These uh, artists put themselves in. That makes me question. I mean, I'm already questioning this list, the validity of it, uh, the politics. Yeah, and I feel for those artists that don't have that privilege. Maybe they're dead. 
Yeah. Um, well, I mean, even they if don't... they're not dead, I mean, we've, we've talked about albums that should have been on that list that weren't, that didn't get in. I'm, I'm talking about like current albums like um, To Pimp a Butt, no, not To Pimp a Butterfly. Good Kid Mad City comes to mind. Channel Orange comes to mind. These Currents these, by Currents, Currents comes to mind. Harry Styles. Uh, <laughs> these people, like, they didn't have Rebecca a, Black. a say yeah. on... Yeah, they, they didn't have a say on where oh, their album should be. And Taylor Swift did have a say, and she said it should be in the top 100. Did she? Well, she must she, have. Yeah, she well, must she, have. Right, she must, must have voted it high. When they, um, my, my guess is yeah. they all compiled a list as to what they think should be. And please don't tell me that Taylor Swift put the Stooges at at 94 i highly doubt it I, I think they wouldn't even be on the list i reckon a lot of her picks have been ignored but at the same time this big one hasn't the, yeah the red the, the is horrid on the list. one yeah so the validity of the list is massively in question after that well, it's already in question <laughs> but that is it's added to it isn't yeah, it? it's pretty big pretty time bad. big time but we we move on from that and someone who was involved in the in the list is uh our is our artist this week, and it's Missy Elliott and Timberland. Missy Misdemeanor. Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. Elliot. Missy Misdemeanor <laughs> Elliot. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, this one, this is kind of like, you see artists like try to emulate this sort of one producer, one rapper yeah. album, and this is, I suppose, one of the pinnacles of that combination. Um, I think definitely, yeah. Yeah, definitely, and came out in uh, 1997, yeah, um, uh, we were both born. Yeah, do you remember it? Oh, like like yesterday, mate. And I was born to this, bro. <laughs> oh, God. Just going to let the silence oh, fester. Cut that. Uh, yeah, so Missy, if you didn't know. Yeah. She was in a, a group, a, a hip-hop group, I imagine. Yeah. Should do my research there. Uh, called Phase. That was just a Phase, mum, because they changed their name to Sister. Oh, God. <laughs> Later on, and then after so that. Missy, part time uh, hip hop rapper, part time gamer on Fortnite, she's part of the Phase <laughs> Collective. Um, no, go on, Dan. Go uh, on, yeah, yeah, and then um, she left, started hanging out with Puff Daddy, yeah, Timberland. <laughs> no, she knew Timberland before, mate. Yeah, they were, they're pretty tight, that. they're pretty tight. Um, but she was hanging out with some, some big boys, yeah. Uh, she got a feature on, I think her biggest breakthrough was a feature on Slum Village. Yeah. Um, when she came through with this flow, which be, uh, sort of gained a reputation, it's like the hee-hee-ha-ha ha flow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't heard of it, but apparently it was big. Yeah, and, it, and there's a lot of that in this album. Yeah, well, there the, is. She's the referencing he, a lot. Yeah, she references living off, it a lot. Living off him. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Have you got any background on it? Uh, yeah, so obviously 1997, her debut album released on gold, uh, released on Electra Records. Um, the boring stuff. And it yeah. was, yeah, the boring stuff. It was recorded in a week. <laughs> two, album. two actually. Well, I'll fact check you because uh, she tweeted, she tweeted uh, in 2019 saying, Me and Timberland recorded um, my first album in two weeks. It's wrong. Well, she's uh, wrong. She's then. wrong. <laughs> she's wrong. She's obviously under the influence. Because uh, I read on Rolling Stone that it was done in a week. Right, so they get their facts wrong. We've yeah. already, we've already yeah. gone. Apparently, Taylor Swift wrote the article. So, <laughs> I mean, you don't know. You don't know. Um, but it was. It was kind of a flagship uh, album in terms of like what it stood for in hip hop at the time. Obviously, we were coming out 
I, I, there's quite an interesting. I couldn't find much in the review by Rolling Stone, but there's quite an interesting uh, review by Pitchfork, and they were talking about how in the summer of 1997, after the murders of Tupac and and Biggie, hip hop underwent this sort of transformation. Um, Almost red. Almost like you're reading off your laptop screen this. <laughs> I, I mean, you've killed it there. You've killed it. Because I am. Uh, going, to quote. Uh, <laughs> amid the continued rise of Clinton era tough on crime policies. Mm -hmm. Imagine if I tried to read this. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Top of your head. Uh, the unexpected and widespread popularity of gangster rap from the projects to the suburbs showed no signs of stopping. But the music <laughs> industry itself felt bogged down by the real life violence that rap stars spoke of. Yep. As a rising star, yep. Missy Elliott was frequently hired by Bad Boy Records to write um, to write for some of its hottest stars. And she even ran into Biggie Smalls the night he was killed. That's crazy. But rather than dwell on the tragic murder Katie. and rolling violence of the rap at the time, Missy sought to capture the feeling of a generation breaking out societal norms Oh yeah, in the name of amusement and pleasure of her debut album. Yeah, you can tell because it's such a fun album, this one. Yeah. I think this is yeah. the funnest album we've listened to. Yeah, definitely. I, well, I don't know. That Metallica record was good. Depends <laughs> <laughs> what you're into. I mean, yeah, you can just tell the vibe. They're having, they're having a laugh on this. And it was, it was as you say, a new generation of hip hop artists. Yeah, they were less, they were less um, bothered about rapping about breaking through, um, like the shackles of society and yeah. where they've come from, like fuck the police and NWA. Yeah, um, and more about look, we've made it now. We're past that yeah, point. That We've no got money. Braggadocio yeah, rap. Braggadocio rap. It's the, it's the beginning no, I think, of... Um, I think... Um, it's called Bling, the Bling era. Yeah. She pretty much brought it in. Um, yeah. And, I think, and Timberland. We can't forget about Timber. Yeah, Timberland was key to this, but I think just quickly on that one, um, yeah. it was weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, is this another Pitchfork? Uh, uh, to quote Pitchfork. Uh, no. Um, I think... It was interesting that, you know, she. I didn't realize that she ushered in this era of rap. Yeah, it's like, crazy. Was I had no idea. quite a huge part of <laughs> no ushering idea. in this era. Because it, I mean, this era continued till, I mean, it still goes around today. You still, like the late noughties, really? Definitely late noughties. It was like the the biggest like 50 uh, cent, form of rap. Jay-Z. Yeah. And um, it took rap to the mainstream Even early Kanye. Well. Yeah. It was arguably the thing that took rap into, to, you know, becoming number one. It's very radio friendly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose you had like the Fuji's um, record that came out the year before this that won the yeah. Grammy, the first hip hop Grammy. Yeah. I think that did similar things for the scene, but it was less braggadocio. That was still rapping about like um, breaking, societal yeah, societal difference, yeah, 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 just um, things like that. But she came through with this fun, jazzy, um, all yeah. over the shop. I think Pitchfork described it, or Rolling Stone described it as like this avant funk. Cosmic Swamp. <laughs> but I think it's brilliant. I know, I've got to say, I normally don't agree with what they say, yeah, but I think yeah. that does work, especially with the beats that. And now we have to talk about Timothy Zachary Mosley. Yeah. DJ Timmy Tim, a.k.a. Yeah. Timberland. Yeah, I mean... Because he's a goat. What's, what's your... I mean, before you, yeah, you know, went into this album, what, what before, were before you press play? No, no, not yet. <laughs> Come on. What, were you, what, do you, what did you think about Timberland? What did you know about it's Timberland? It's like a precursor. I suppose you know about Timberland? with Timberland, I knew that he was like this mogul of the noughties, really. Yeah. I didn't even know he went back this far. I mean, you look at him now, he's quite old. Um, yeah. Turns Twitch streamer now. But I mean, I think I first came, was introduced to him on, like in the mainstream, some of those Nelly Furtado tracks and the One Republic song, <laughs> Apologize. Um Especially, I re you realize his genius when you listen to 
the original apologize. And literally all he did was add like, eh, 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 and a couple of breaks. And yeah, he made it into an absolute the hit. The song that everyone remembers. Exactly, exactly. He's got an ear for hits. He basically invented the naughty sound. I didn't know this really, but I mean, like Kanye's graduation, you can tell like the influence is there. It's just, this, this, this came out and then I'm, get, I'm getting um, sidetracked here. Yeah, no, go on. Um, you just keep talking about Timberland, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how, do I, how did I see him now? I saw him as like kind of, kind of meme Yeah. I yeah. think that's just our generation. I, though. Think, it's I just, think it's cool uh, yeah. to kind of be like, oh, Timberland. Yeah, but like it's the naughty we, sound. Yeah, it's the naughty sound, which yeah. is so dated. It's it's possibly the most dated sound. 100%. Yeah, I know it yeah. easily is. It's because it's like, oh, technology. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's use it. Yeah. Um, I wish he did. And this 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 album sounds like it's like from 2005, Yeah, in my opinion. Um, Ahead of its time. Yeah, you would never know this was from the 90s. No, no, no. Like, he's got all these synths and... Um, like sampling is is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool, uh, says Dan. I mean, this guy is an absolute goat, though. I just go through. He's got fifteen. Like I, when I went on his page to look him up a bit more, deep dive, yeah. looking at his Grammy noms and stuff. Got like twenty-one Grammy nominations, four wins. I had to go on a separate Wikipedia page just dedicated to his nominations and wins. Jesus. Um, and his discography page, like credits, literally took me like an hour to yeah. go down. It was yeah. so big. And he's still around today. 89 was his first like credited. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, cre- the thing is, is like, production. It's, I mean, it's almost like um, poetic in the way that they grew up together and they went to high school together. And the fact that Missy Elliott sort of, is that wrong? Why are you looking at me like that? No, no, I just took a sip of this disgusting wine. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, you're about to. It mm, end of uh, dry actually, January. Uh, yeah, no, it's end of dry January. So we're having a bit of fun tonight with this Missy Elliott record. Yeah, go on, keep going. Um, yeah, I think um, it, it was kind of weird how they both went. They both knew each other when they were young, and they grew up together. And they both had these weirdly like desired talents by the industry, like Missy with her like kind of like swagger, different approach to rap which hadn't been yeah, which hadn't come pretty about groundbreaking yet. yeah and with pretty groundbreaking oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh that's smoking area talk if i've ever heard it um and then timberland with like his scatting <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if you um, before we get into it like literally he makes beats out of them their voices literally there's one track on here that is basically and then he basically his voice then there's another track that's basically just Missy's. Yeah. Um, really cool. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we've got a, we've <laughs> we'll got a little clip it. from his masterclass. We've got a clip from his masterclass we've here. We've got a clip from his masterclass here. I'm Timbaland, and this is my masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was... You, uh, get the Bennett, idea. you paid a lot for that, didn't you? <sighs> you, what, didn't you, you were saying that you watched a masterclass with him before. Yeah, I watched, I watched a masterclass with him, um, and I didn't learn much from it. He just said Harsh. he hears music everywhere uh, in the rain. Apparently, Missy yeah. in the rain. Yeah, in the rain. Oh. He hears rhythm in the rain. The rain. Yeah. Lead single. Uh, you should say that. It's the lead single of this record. And getting into it. No, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was it was absolutely useless. Not not really much. Not really worth. Is that time you, is that you calling Timberland? You think he's a phony? You uh, no, no, you appreciate no, him. No, I just what think What's your opinion on Timberland? I, I, <laughs> so honestly, go on. I just no. I well, obviously that dated sound. Yeah classic but again i've i've in terms of the producers we've come across on this record on this um 
list so far, he's probably ranking one or two. Who's two for you? I mean, who's Max? Who, mine. Who, Max, but oh, yeah, he's up there, and okay, he's, yeah. and they yeah. all. They, I think you even talk about him in this masterclass I, I was watching. Who Max? Yeah, and Timberland's like he is kind of the guy. Yeah, yeah. So fair I, enough. I, I, I don't know. I feel like one of those two takes the top spot. In yeah, hundred um, percent. But yeah, no, he's definitely he's hugely influential on this album. Um, what's your thoughts before you press press play on this one? I know I literally had no no idea about this album. Again, <laughs> outed <laughs> again. Um, you list inbound. Yeah. Uh, uh, and anyway, I mean, I saw the cover. I was like, Missy Elliott's in the top 100. I was honestly a bit blown away because I thought, in my opinion, Missy Elliott was this sort of like flash in the pan. Yeah. Uh, had a few hits in the noughties, like crushed it for a couple of years. Yeah. She doesn't really have like the infrastructure of a Drake or like a Post Malone or a Kanye no. to, that's, that's kept her longevity. She didn't really... I, I don't think she really ever captured like a generation. I think she had no, like, no. So that means that she sort of fell off, fell off pretty quick, uh, especially because of the sound she was being back behind was so became so dated so quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'd heard work it, you know, the flip it down and reverse it. Yeah. Um, like very famous sock it to me off this. I hadn't even heard the rain to be honest. Yeah, no, I hadn't heard Slap the rain. Slap it though. I hadn't heard uh, the rain. And then um, the really classic one with her and Timland. They went number one for a while, which I can't remember the name of anyway. A great instrumental. But apart yeah. from those hits, I didn't really think she was revered like in this sort of way. No, I didn't think and so Fair either. enough. I had no idea. No. I mean, I, again, she's before our time, as many yeah. of these people on this list are. And I feel like uh, with people who come through the 90s and have their uh, period of fame in the 90s, um, when we visit these artists again, we remember them for their careers in the noughties and when yeah. we were growing up and often they're, they're like, uh, they're they shame with the dregs. Yeah. Like they're like, I've got this song. I could release it. I need money. Yeah. I might do it. Or um, like JT with like JT and Timberland. Like as far as I was concerned, like Timberland was Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Or like features with one Republic. Like I said before, <laughs> like these are like these all right bands from the noughties. Yeah, well, when, when I'm going on Spotify, similar artists, when I'm thinking Missy Elliott, I'm thinking Flo Rider. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, That's a bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. One? What's the other guy? I can't remember him. Nelly Furtado? Nelly Furtado. Nelly Furtado. Yeah. These kind of names. Naughty's names. Yeah. Natasha Bedingfield somehow. Yes. No, I'm they're, sure he They're produced, on the list. Like You know, he, you know, he produced Drunk in Love. Oh, uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce. What a tune. Of course he did. Uh, won the Grammy for that one. Fair play. Uh, it's yeah. everything. Um, yeah. Um, I've got something to show you uh, oh. for my thoughts before I press play on this one. And this my is not pre-recorded. This is live. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely. Do you want to make it sound unlike. <laughs> Just say. Uh, yeah, no. Um, but I, I, so my introduction to Missy Elliott was, I'd never listened to her before. I listened to her a bit after listening to this, but it was a poem. Right. Read out by Ashley Hayes. Um, and Who's I, Ashley Hayes? Uh, she's a poet. Okay. That's all I got for you. Okay. Uh, but it was on a Blood Orange uh, Tiny Desk concert. But I, I, when, so I, when I listened to it, I was like, shit, I've got to listen to Missy Elliott because this sounds sick. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I'll play it for you now. Yeah, do it. And the audience at home. Tune in. <laughs> Third grade. 
I'm in the hallway and I'm sure I shouldn't have been and Corey White comes up to me and asks, yo, have you heard the new Missy Elliott track? I reply, who is Missy Elliott? At the time, my parents only let me listen to gospel and the smooth jazz station, but that day, I went home, ran upstairs to my room, and closed the door, which is a cardinal sin in a black mother's house, and I waited on TRL to come on. And then it happened. Metallics in a black trash bag filled my TV screen, and I hear the coolest thing I'd ever heard in eight years of living. Beep, beep, who got the keys to the Jeep? Room, and at that moment, I had my entire life figured out. I was gonna grow up to be Missy Elliott. I spent the next 10 years of my life recording and rewinding videos to learn dance moves, passing that Dutch, getting my freak on and trying to figure out what the hell she was saying and working. There were so many artists I could have idolized at the time, but Missy was the only one who looked like me. It is because of Melissa Elliott that I believe that a fat black girl from Chicago could dance until she felt pretty, could be sexy and cool, could be a woman playing a man's game and not be apologetic about it. If you ask me what representation in the media is important, I will show you my velour outfit and the matching Kango hat I begged my parents for. I will show you a woman who learned how to dance until she felt pretty. Feminism wears a throwback jersey, bamboo earrings, and a face beat for the gods. Feminism is the brat Missy Elliott and Lil' Kim on the Not Tonight track. Feminism says as a woman in my arena, you are not my competition. As a woman in my arena, your light doesn't make mine any dimmer, dear Missy. I did not grow up to be you, but I did grow up to be me and to be in love with who this woman is. To be a woman playing a man's game and to not be apologetic about any of it if you ask me. What representation is important, I will tell you. On days I don't feel pretty, I hear the sweet voice of Missy singing to me. Pop that, pop that, jiggle that fat, and don't stop getting till your clothes get wet. I will tell you that right now there are a million girls just waiting to see someone who looks like them. Wow. Sorry for everyone listening. So was I that am... Missy singing, rapping, or was it the poet? No. It was the poet, it was the poet. It? it was the poet. Yeah, a lot oh, of references Jesus there. Christ. Get Your Freak On was in there. Yeah. Uh, what about the message? Dan? The message. Have... <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I felt about um, that when I listened to it, I was like... Um, Very empowering. Yeah, I, did, I didn't realise... I mean, it, Missy Elliott, in terms of like being... Uh, someone famous or someone yeah. who's a pop star someone who's in popular culture wasn't at that time built no. or you know she wasn't she was overweight she was she knew black, it as well and she was a woman yeah. as well and she used those things to her strength to be able to uh, appeal to those who who were in the same situation but also those who just had insecurities that weren't willing to wear them on their sleeve like she very, was it's very brave and I, I think in many ways Almost the fact that she was those things, overweight, like braggadocious, not afraid to admit it and play yeah. it up. I think that gained her, sadly, respect from the male audience. Yeah. I think if a, a slim, petite woman was rapping about the same things, wouldn't she would have been brushed aside probably and laughed at. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, she's basically paved the way because you had like Lil Kim, who she, she's on this album with, yeah. um, who at the time was kind of like this sex symbol and a rapper. Mm. But Missy is literally just a rapper. Um, yeah, and a singer. And a singer, of course, and a singer. Um, just an artist, I suppose. And I think it can't be ignored that she's come at the ni- during the 90s as well. Yeah. I mean, you had Lauren Hill at the time as well. 
Yeah, uh, but Lauren Hill was like, I mean, she was. She's a god. She's a god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, she's <laughs> also. She was also made. She had a face for TV. Yeah, she's beautiful. You know what I mean, she's oh. she was very good looking. Oh no, yeah, she was obviously. And like Missy Elliott embodied something completely different. And like when I heard that, I was, I was like, shit. You know, um, must have been weird. It must have been. I can't imagine what was going through her head at the time. No, no. I did that just that kind of inspiration that that you get from someone. I mean, we we see it all the time because I feel like um, the when we've grown up, every sort of um, you know, sexuality, shape, size, whatever is represented in music. I mainly because of streaming, because people can listen to so much shit all the time. Yeah, that there is, there's so much stuff for people to listen to. Like, if you if you're gay, there's gay artists who you can listen to. There's overweight artists. Lizzo, Lizzo, she's a on a track. Example. She, she missed Lunch, Yellow's money, on, Lewis. on temp. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these people. No, but Rag they and speak, Bone Man. Yeah, they, and yeah, they, and they wear it on their sleeve, and people listen for that reason it gives them inspiration but in the 90s switching on your tv to see missy elliott and she's yeah. the only person who looks like that i think it would have been like hugely inspirational for, yeah. for people in who are similar to her 100 percent. Um, that was so really changed cool. my changed my perspective on it yeah i i get that that has actually i mean i'd already kind of formed this like a semi-opinion on this listen to this album and doing the research into it but yeah. Yeah, that poem was really really open that up to another level really yeah. you didn't respect it did you i don't know what you're about <laughs> I, I think you did um yeah so should we get into the first track yeah uh first track is buster's intro yeah 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 hey yo that. i just came out here an hour and 25 minutes one of them gilligan island shits from new york virginia word up came out here to visit your ass and you playing shit like this up in my ears Fuck you think you doing thinking I ain't gonna get on this motherfucker before I bounce. Yo, check this out. Me and you with this shit real quick, Missy. One shot, baby. Just let me do my shit for a minute on your shit. Check it out. I continue to disregard all of y'all's opinion. Blast your whole ass into oblivion. Make it New York with Virgin again. Masterpiece. Okay. Probably, this is probably, we've listened to some good intros. This is probably the yeah. best intro. We've had by a clear mile. Mr. Rhymes' is lyrical connotation of what sense of urgency, grief. <laughs> <laughs> that was just an intro. Dot really. rhymes with... Mr. Uh, rhymes. <laughs> yeah, apparently, sure he was just, rhymes. apparently he was just in the studio, uh, yeah. popped in, laid down the intro. Well, I, to be honest, like this reminds me of um, <laughs> a couple of... I think it's obviously been taken on by a lot of braggadocio rappers in the, in the future after this album. But yeah. it's like the whole like... Thanks to the studio for having us, and yeah. thanks to yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Drake. Yeah, I've yeah. heard it on a couple of Drake albums. You know, thanks, thanks everyone for putting together. Thanks this to everyone record. at Marvin's room. At <laughs> Marvin's, room. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that kind of stuff. Um, and I don't know if this is the first time this was done on an album. I doubt but it. I'm going to say I doubt it. Do you reckon? But that doesn't really matter because it doesn't doesn't affect the influence. Well, it uh, buys into the, the whole vibe. That, yeah, it doesn't affect doesn't affect the effect that this, this intro gives, yeah, gives yeah. the album. Yeah, yeah, which is like. Right, we're into this is going to be fun. This is going to be uh, some hip hop artists uh, creating waffle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I kind of saw that. it as like um, like a circus act. Okay, okay. Are you going with that? Cancelled. Um, no, um, in the way that 
you know, they come out and present on stage like um, this is introducing, so introducing this like an intro, the, the greatest in Europe. I see. You know, kind of like that kind of whole like presentation of something like the grand grandiose. Yeah, yeah, and presentation. Th- yeah. Thing. I agree. I agree, and also the fact that this it took up a little bit of balls as well, considering this is her first album. Mm. It's like she's like got the confidence, right? This is gonna be good. Um, yeah. So sh- to buckle in. Any, uh, li- any lyrical analysis on this one? Because I've got zero. No, nah, it's just Buster Rhymes being like. It's about Missy's gonna, Buster Missy's gonna slap Busting it. Busting rhymes. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's classic Buster Rhymes. Yeah, at the time, Buster was quite big. Was he? I mean, I don't want to get on a tangent about Buster <laughs> Rhymes here, but yeah, I think he'd just been Grammy nominated or like Bill. Dan, haven't you bought a poem about Buster or- Rhymes? Or <laughs> 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 well, he charted like Billboard number one with his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, Buster Rhymes is just like rap fast. But <laughs> I don't know really. Definitely getting cancelled for that. Yeah, I think, probably great. I think we can, I think probably we can move great. on to the next track, which is uh, yeah. Hit Em With The He. <sighs> Featuring Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim. Excuse me, but uh, I like the flow because this joint knock harder than Indicat. And I'll be off the wall like the locks. Night box filled with Benjamins. Me and my girl Missy getting pissy up in Benigan's. Making all you other rappers begin again Like Finnegan, Christians repent, then sin again Girls wanna be my friend again Lay up in my crib a whip, get up in my linens in While Miss Amina hit notes like Serafina I subpoena you to my funk room See, I hit you with the uh, She hit you with the uh. It wasn't your car that had me all in love with me Right, on this one, I, I thought, I found it quite interesting how, um, Two tracks in, we still haven't heard Missy Elliott. I mean, until the second half of this track. Um, oh, saw the look on your face oh, there. Like, oh, actually, Missy Elliott <laughs> is on this track. Uh, <laughs> I find that, I've, I've again, I think that buys into the whole idea of the album. This whole, you know, we're all waiting for Missy. Yeah, yeah. To come onto the stage and perform for us. It's like, uh, you know, the support acts, they can go first. Yeah. Lil and Kim, then she's going to come. Good friend, in. but... Come on, where's Missy? Yeah, yeah, where's Missy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it builds a sort of anticipation. Um, but yeah, no, thought it was good. I can see think? that. I think it's a good intro. I think it, the beat's good. It's got um, some suspect lyrics here from Lil' Kim. Begin again like Finnegan. Was this impressive in the 90s? Um, uh, apparently so. I read something about that. So oh, yeah. Do you know about Finnegan? Yeah, yeah, Michael Finnegan. Uh, no, no, it's, uh, it's oh. a James Joyce novel. Shut up. Uh, whereby, uh, I think it's called Finnegan's, I can't remember what it's called, but basically when you reach the end of the novel, you realise it's a loop and it begins again. That's probably why it was called that. So. Well, you've been cancelled. No, it's probably why it was called that though. What? Because that's why the song was called Begin Again. Like, yeah, yeah. That's Michael what... Finnegan again, again. Oh, there once was a man called Mike because it begins again. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that's interesting. That's... Uh, also, I had to note, Genius. Uh, our first genius, genius annotation of the Let's app. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Missy's got an outro or where she's basically saying, where's the party at? Tell me where the party at. Again, showing yeah, yeah. like a sexual like confidence. She's she's hunting for dick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she asks the people, um, the, the, the line is, tell me where the party at. Tell me where the party at. Repeated. Yeah. And, and, and the, the annotation, the annotation, the annotation on this was, uh, she asks the people, tell me where the party at. Because <laughs> she wants to have fun, and that is the annotation. <laughs> um, well, the thing is with this with this um, album, there were a few contributors to the Genius pages, which mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. I took a liking to. Oh yes, 
purely because they couldn't spell. Um, and I think we'll have them throughout this album whereby um, basically uh, they just, instead of dissecting the lyrics and talking about what the lyrics are, they basically just flesh out the lyrics to explain again. So when it's like... Yeah, um, they added a couple words. Know, Where's the party at? Yeah. They're like, Missy's asking where the party is. Um, to have and, fun and yep. yeah because she wants to have, to have fun. fun yeah they're, they're, uh, so that, they're not wrong they're not <laughs> that's wrong. what I'm gonna they're say some of the them. best contributors we've seen because at least they're <laughs> actually telling names? the truth have you got can you shout no, these people no, out my phone's run out of charge so I can't look them up which yep. is you know it's a huge L for this podcast <laughs> I just I yeah I yeah, it's good. Yeah, but it also pulled me onto something about this album. Here we go. Oh, of course, uh, we're one track in, mate. Lyrically, is it good enough <laughs> to get to make it onto this? We're list. one track in. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> genuinely, right. We next track is "Socket to Me." Featuring the brat. Um, uh, again, she's got another female artist on here. I mean, I'm sure that there weren't that many mainstream hip hop albums at the time who were so affluent with their female features, yeah, yeah. which is great. Obviously, she's just using her influence to give these people a shout out. And I looked, I did a little, for anyone that's, I think the brat kills it on this personally. Yeah, same. Um, what happened to her? Well, if anyone is interested at, or hungry for some more the brat, yeah. uh, I did a little bit of digging on her discog. <laughs> and uh, go listen to her 2000, the year 2000 banger, What You Like, um, with a feature that I noticed uh, was, now you've seen Transformers. Yeah. Michael Bay's Transformers. Do you remember the army group who run away from yeah. Blackout? Uh, one of those guys is the feature on what? that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyrese, that Tyrese. That is what you get with this podcast. It's unbelievable research. <laughs> Dan doesn't know much about this album, but he knows that uh, a feature on it once sung a song with someone from Transformers 1 <laughs> and met Shia LaBeouf. Um, That's the links we have with the brat. I mean, yeah, <laughs> crazy. No, it's actually Tyrese Gibson. Right. Okay. Uh, who he was, he was one of the soldiers and he was also, he's also in all the Fast and Furiouses. Uh, Jesus, he's big. Yeah, he's pretty big. He's big, um, big for the brat. He had like an early R&B career. Anyway, well, my, my, fair play to him. With this one, I think brat, that, that your description of her feature sums up because I felt like so far... The features of out done Missy. Missy. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, you have this whole anticipation that she's coming in. She drops a verse. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then the features come in. I mean, Debrat's verse probably on the best in the album. Yeah, it is. It's really good. It's really good. Really like aggressive. Hits yeah. you a lot. It's, it matches the instrument. The instrumental shout out Timberland again. I love the orchestral um, inclusions on this one, like these horns. Yeah, really like. Beefy horns, yeah, um, beefy staccato horns. strings, like dun, dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, um, something that you see Kanye do on late orchestration, clearly yeah. influenced. 
Um, I mean, this is 97. He's breaking the mold. I, 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 the beats on here, while some of them annoy me, <laughs> a lot of them do bang. Well, that's the thing with the, with a lot of these 90s albums. It was the first time that um, a lot of artists, I mean, so when, when artists were making uh, albums in the 60s, 70s, 80s, if they had a big budget, they, could be, they would be able to afford like, you know, a brass band or um, yeah, yeah. strings or whatever. But with with albums in the '90s, for those who couldn't afford a big um, a big budget, they'd be able to have these like kind of like replications of them, and they become dated. Oh, the, the sound! Uh, they become dated in the noughties. Um, obviously, you know you know the dated sounds. I mean, we heard loads yeah, yeah, of yeah. them on uh, "Take Care." Just think of Kanye West graduation. I think that what was the one on "Take Care"? I think it had. Um, Rick Ross. Oh, there's it. a couple on Kanye. Uh, headlines, uh, a couple on headlines, Drake, sorry. Headlines. headlines um, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, fucking right. Well, it's that kind of like dated sound, but back in the 90s, this would have been like nothing you'd heard before. No, because yeah, they, were, they were coming out with like this, like electronic repli- replications of live instrumentation. Yeah, that, that would have been weird to hear. So that's why they, when they, when I say that Rolling Stone called it this like cosmic swamp, mm. a lot of the beats do sound like galactic, as in yeah, like yeah, sci-fi. Yeah. Um, futuristic. It's just basically futuristic yeah. sounds yeah. that dominated and, the next 10 years. Yeah. And I think um, I think you definitely get a lot of that on this this album, on this track as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Should we move on to the biggie? Uh, personally, I like that track. Uh, one of my favorites. I think probably because of the Debrat feature and the instrumental. Yeah, I thought the Debrat feature was great on this one. <laughs> Debrat. Debrat. <laughs> and the Tyrese Gibson link. Uh, <laughs> shout out yeah, Michael Bay. That was Bay. good content. That was good content. Um, uh, moving on. The rain, super duper. title track um this was their lead single and for a reason uh pers- dead pan I- delivery from dad <laughs> this was this their was lead their lead single uh for a reason and uh, go on yeah i just like this track um i feel like missy's rapping on it the sample of course of like this 73 track by Ann pebbles yeah yeah I mean, at the time yeah uh i mean at the time you had i read it's this not really song. a sample though okay well, what would you mean by that you can't just I say think, that uh, right so, and then so walk one away thing, one thing i found really interesting about this album and it's something that i've seen in a lot of um hip-hop around 2010 to 2016 hip-hop and r&b um is this whole way where you take a sample and instead of putting the sample in the music you interpolate it yourself so like one that comes to mind for me is frank ocean Shock. and he interpolates an elliot smith lyric it's like this is not my life it's a fond farewell to a friend and he just sings it exactly like it was in the elliot smith record but instead of people being like oh he's copied him it's so direct a copy of it that people understand that they're simply just like referencing. If you get what I mean. Okay, no, I see what you mean, and but I, I don't see how that, that, so no, she sings it. 
Missy oh, Elliott, Missy Elliott sings, singing Missy it. Missy Elliott sings the Ann Pebbles, Ann Peebles. I see. Um, okay, I, I wasn't aware. So I like thought it was the actual like taking sample. the song and just singing it themselves. And like, I think post like 2016, 2017, anyone who does that or would do that would just be like, oh, they're copying them. Yeah. Like, it's just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do, they do chop it up. Yeah, um, yeah. On this, it's not like completely just they loop the hook. It is chopped up. Um, yeah. Kind of. But I mean, most of the hook is in there. Um, I, I don't know how big that uh, Alex just spilled his wine <laughs> on his lap. Fucking out. Wanging in. Wanging in. That is. Uh, anyway, I'll continue, mate. Um, the show goes on. <laughs> <laughs> Edit this or don't. Yeah, I think. The sample, uh, like I was saying before, before I got cut off by your yeah. wine, a lot of the samples that we're using in the 90s, like they said this on Pitchfork, I think, um, were these really famous, I'm not sure how big the Ann Pebbles track was in the 70s. Peebles. Peebles? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, fuck's sake. Uh, we're in the 70s, but like at the time, all the samples were really famous. You had like Puff Daddy's I'll Be Missing You with the police. Like, yeah, yeah. And you had... I'll be missing yeah. More money, more problems. Uh, yeah. I'm coming up. You know, like yeah, yeah. really banging tracks from the 90s that yeah. they just used in hip hop. Whereas this, Timberland actually did a bit of digging, went back about 20 years and found this. Yeah. It was something that Kanye uh, started to make even more popular in the noughties. Um, and I think it's it's just a bit more, a bit more. there's a bit more, I don't know, I, I've got more respect for Timberland mm. for doing that rather than just taking like a tr track that's big. Like um like NWA did. Um what's the name of the track? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> we go sorry. on. Move on. Anyway, and then I thought it was underground. Then I did a bit more digging. And I found out that John Lennon called this Ann Peebles song the best song ever. Oh. Yeah. So oh, well. I just scratched everything I just said. <laughs> well, I actually heard John Lennon had a hand in this album. <laughs> Uh, Sorry? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. There's nothing there. And there's no joke what? there either. What? I don't know what I was going for. And I think um, you want to, you talk a bit about it. Well, I think uh, with this, with this track. Do you like right, it? First of all. Uh, I thought it was definitely the single. Sounds like Yesterday? Were you yesterday this one? Um, no. Okay. No, I'm Come not yesterday in this one. Okay. Um, but what I would, I mean, if I release this, this is another element of the yesterday. Um, can you imagine you releasing this down? The way you look and I sound. I could, I could. You, well, that's fair enough. Then. That's fair enough. I, I take. I just want to see you squirm there. That's not what you want to hear. Um, yeah, I thought. I thought um, the beat is great on this one. The beat is so good, and I just think as I was going through this, I always had in the back of my mind, like, and to any listeners at home, I know this can be a difficult thing to hear. But I always find that with lists made post 2015, 2016, there is always this awareness of do I have to represent a certain group of people in this list in the way that I understand that people deserve representation in um, in music and in the media and, and whatever. Yep. But when it comes to ranking music on, you know, what it stands for and also like the actual quality of the music does this warrant a place in the list? And um, what was going through my mind was like, well, I can understand what this represents to people. And I, at, at this point through the list, I was thinking, is that why it's in the list? 
I think there's a whole conversation about this album. Um, can be about its influence. Like context has to be. Does it have to be part um, taken into account? Yeah. Well, well, I think it does. I think think it does. It does have to be taken into account. But by this track, I was thinking that. By the end of the album, yeah, I wasn't thinking it because I was thinking, well, I can see why it deserves to be in the list. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but. Um, at, at this point, I was a bit like taken aback by it because I was just like, "This is kind of underwhelming as the as the as the main the track, single, yeah, okay, as the main track of the album." Um, but yeah, it's an all right track. I I it's I, right track. I, I like the it. beat was good though. I like it. Um, I think like Missy's rhymes on it, they're a bit like when I or someone has been like drunk at a party. Yeah, when Dan has, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> or anyone, and they're sort of like rapping over a beat. After a few beers. Yeah. Uh, and they're sort of like clutching at words that rhyme. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they might get it. They'll get the rhyme in the end. Yeah, but it's probably yeah. the fifth best word they could have used. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like we've got the, here, we've got, but these are some of Missy's. Yeah. Uh, sway on do uh, sw- <laughs> Sway on do like you loco. Can we get kinky tonight? Like Coco. So-so. You don't want to play with me, my yo-yo. I could probably come up with that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like she's just like fishing could. for Dan, words. The way you said that then, I was like, it's almost like he's come up with it on the spot. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, none of it really has much meaning. Yeah. Uh, which I can understand. It's difficult because sometimes you can be like, oh, she's trying to be cool. And I think she does that better on later songs on the album. Yeah. Where she sort of has a bit more fun um, and it works a bit better, but I would have liked a little bit more from the lyrics. Yeah. Because it could easily have good lyrics, this song. Like the hook's sick, yeah. The hook's uh, great, and the beat the beat's good. So it's kind of like a bit of a waste on the verses. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. For me, it's a good song, but it's not the best. Let's move on to the next one. This one is "Beat My Nine One One." Think of this one, mate. Um, I well, this is the first time we hear Timbo. Yeah, yeah he's, he's going <laughs> off on the freestyle. Is he on um, this one? Yeah, he's scatting. Oh, he's scatting, scatting of, course, of course, he is. Um, and uh, this is a first in the album that I found. Um, whereby, like, I know it's a Missy Elliott album, but it definitely feels like a collaborative ep- effort between she's her barely and on this, really. No, no, she's not. No, but. Timberland's involvement in it. I know it's under Missy Elliott as a release, mm. but this feels also like Timberland I, is I like... I think, I honestly, go, sorry, mate, to cut you off. No, go on. But going through it, I genuinely take this like a double artist album. I'm reviewing Timberland and Missy equally yeah. Yeah. on this. Because it's like, but like you know, me, people trying to name like this now, like Metro Boomin yeah. uh, has Metro like a solo Boom, album with like um, <laughs> 21 Savage or even just like uh, Mad Villainy again. Yeah. They're basically a collective, yeah. Mad Lib and Doom. Uh, you've got like again Madlib with Freddie Gibbs, like Pinata. No one's judging that just Freddie Gibbs. They're no. judging the producer as well. Um, yeah, but these these people school. are all come under names that are collective names. No, Whereas, no, no, no. Like 
Pinyard's Commons album, uh, which was all Kanye. I'm right. judging both of them on that because they, it's so much influence from the producer. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you can't ignore it. And that's what I did with this because there's so much influence from Timberland. You yeah. can't be like, oh, yeah, you had that Missy Elliott album. I'd rather say, no, the Missy Elliott and Timberland album. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's he, and I think that is, that is, um, that's a homage to how much he does to this album in terms of like, he cannot be, he's rarely a voice on it. He's rarely a voice. A couple of times he speaks through like what sounds like a telephone speaking, you know, rapping sort of verses. He definitely has a song called but, Telephone now. I just, that's just, sorry, mate. I just came to my head. No, go, go on. 100%. But he, his involvement in terms of like what he brings to the album makes it a Timberland and Missy Elliott album, not just a Missy Elliott album. It's not her taking center stage. That was another thing that I found uh, with this album. I felt that for a lot of it, her voice was lost in terms of she she did come in and out of the album, but this is such a huge collaborative project. Like you look at the features on this, you've got so many. You've got Genuine. Goat. You've got, Goat. You've got Timberland himself. You've got Debrat. Debrat. I, you've got... Um, but like when you're talking about... Lil I Kim. don't think any of these artists, particularly... I don't know, respected. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Actually, that has nothing to do with it. Keep going. Wait, wait, what do you mean? I don't know. I just think if maybe these um features were... Oh, like like she's got the features on for listens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't no, think any no. of them are like, whoa, she's got um 702 and Mangu. Uh, yeah. Mangu, <laughs> Mangu, sorry. On like, oh, I've got to hear that track. It's not yeah. like a Drake feature or at the time, no, like a no. Puff Daddy feature, which you probably could have had. Yeah. Or, or like... But that's what yeah. I mean when I say like it's it's a sort of collaborative effort. This album, the way that she rounds it off at the end as well, which we'll get to. Yeah, but yeah. It, like it does sound like she's gone into the studio with all her mates having a drink, and they're just like coming up with this on the spot, and they're coming out with something. I think yeah, it's and, so fun. It's a celebration. It's fun. It's, yeah. Like, yeah, it's good. It's a great. It's, it's ushering great in, in a new respect. era. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I felt like her voice took um, a, a hit in that respect. Like okay, yeah. it, like she's not. This isn't center stage like we listen to lucinda williams it's a center stage lucinda williams album you know we listen to the stooges iggy pop is at the forefront yeah you or, know like or even drake drake does even, take that album yeah, drake like, takes even album even though he has features it's his album he yeah. takes control of that album and all the darker moments are his all the you know the huge moments are his whereas with missy elliott it's like where are her moments that make her stand out above everyone else in this album it feels more of a collaborative effort than a solo effort. I agree. Do you think that takes away from it? No. Okay. I don't think it takes away from it. I think it takes away from her, but I don't think it takes away from the final product. Gotcha, gotcha. As the album. I see that. I see that. I think if anything, it adds to it. Yeah, um, I think uh, Yeah, I, mean, I think it needs it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, th I think just the fact that this album is so fun and it's so celebratory that it... it It'd be a shame the if it was just her on it. Yeah, yeah. The way that it's got tons of people on it, mm -hmm. it's like we're all in a room together and we're all having fun and we're all agreeing on this. And what do you think of this one? Yeah, so beat me by eleven for me or nine one one. Cut nine one one. Yeah, this I'm getting like I could see some of the comments on this were like this influenced Drake on the album somewhere. Yeah. I can see this. I'm getting like sort of hotline bling vibes. Yeah. Um and I can't lie though the instrument on this it gave me a headache um it was timberland's voice uh <laughs> like 
<laughs> it's really cool. I fair play to Timberland. He's, he's taking his own voice and he's made it into a beat. Yeah. Um, but it really, I don't know if it was just because I hadn't had a drink uh, when I was listening to it or something <laughs> like that, but I had a headache. Uh, which I, and I, what I will say is that when he did the same thing with Missy's voice on the next track, yeah, it was a lot better, and I really enjoyed it. Probably because it's a nicer voice. Yeah. Um, not too much to say on it though, other than the lyrics were a bit basic. Like they're talking about cheating. I know that this album, you can't, you got to take this album with a pinch of salt. You can't be like, oh, Kendrick Lamar would have said, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, he would have said something about the third politics. Profit. Yeah, uh, and the third <laughs> <laughs> No, but it was like talking about cheating, and it was like. Why are you cheating on me? Can you tell me what I've done? It's no subtlety. Yeah. It's literally straight to the point. Which, I mean, in a sense, is what this album is. It's straight to the point. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really, apart from the waffle that she was spitting on the rain. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to track five. <laughs> they don't want to fuck with me. <laughs> nice one. Featuring Timberland. Yeah. From the big beat, 12 months a day. Chilling on the other side of the bay. Who y'all think y'all eat? Trying to get with me, me, you trying to diss, you think you can beat us? She, we them ill on the twins, she's in the bands, we them ill creators, yes, I'm a brand world. I come back in my slow, and people just don't know, they hate the way that I eat, and they hate the way that I eat, all cause I got too much dough, you know I'm still eating so what you come here for? You don't wanna fuck with me, get it off your chest You know who's the best, see there's no other yet Then get down like this, see, so hit you off like this And you be the witness that I'm sure get Okay, As I was saying before, this time Timberland, he flips it And now he samples Missy's voice Which is a lot nicer than he is yeah. And uh, she's got this nice vocal loop that he keeps replaying And her like giggling, laughy sounds It's sort of this manic... Um, beat that keeps you riding, keeps you energetic. You know, I've never, I was never asleep on this album. No. Uh, never got bored of it, to be honest. And given its length, I was surprised. Um, and she admits halfway through that uh, the beat, do you hear that? When like halfway through, she's like, I don't need to rap. This beat's fire enough. Yeah. And she just like stops and yeah. you listen hear the beat. And it is sick. It's sick. Um, That's one thing I thought about this. She, there's a couple of times in the album where she calls out Timberland. She's like, breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. And she's like, it's almost like he speak, she's speaking to him behind the glass. Yeah. And he's and she's like saying, you know, this is this is too good. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. what am I meant to do to this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's nothing I can and like, There's this. no rules. It's so off the cuff. It's yeah, like, yeah. Fuck it. We're in the studio. We're making fire. Yeah. Like, um, and she, yeah, she does that on this track. I also thought like this is the first time I actually did think she came into her own on the, on the album. Yeah. In the way that like her flow in the first verse was, com- she completely switched up her flow and it sounded a lot better. I felt, um, I think mainly cause I was still like, I was still feeling the Debrat verse. <laughs> so when I heard like a quicker flow, I was like, okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of okay. Debrat. Yeah, this, Big this, Debrat fan, Alexis. Mm, Are you a Debrat sounds fan? like Debrat. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, she's actually one of my wild cards. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Should we move on? Yeah. Let's go on. Few, we've got a few tracks. We've we taken our time on these first few, but they are, I think they're some of the meatier tracks. Yeah, definitely. More. Um, definitely. right. This next one, Pass the Blunt. <laughs> Featuring Timberland. Niggas, I always keep a good nigga. I get him for his figures. I AK 
aka go digger. See me with her in the jewelry store buying glitter. Should I not or should I? I'ma get her, I'ma get her. Um, uh, this one is about passing the uh, passing uh, marijuana uh, to uh, the left. It's a sample of uh, musical youths. Pass the touchito to the left hand side. I don't know. <clears throat> I didn't know that's how it went. Really? Yeah. Massive tune. Um, uh, yeah, probably not up your street, mate. Pretty cool. What is? Pretty cool. What is? <laughs> and yeah, I think this one really encapsulates sort of like the jovial vibe that they're going for. Yeah. Sort of giving it that '90s flair on rather than like the sort of like conservative. We've got to say past the duchy. Um, we can. It's to blunt now. Like, we can do what we want. Yeah. We, we've broken through that. Like fuck it. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, some. It's um, the sort of like braggadocio it really gets braggadocious from now on I think and it's kind of summed up from Timberland's interlude when he comes on and he says welcome y'all to Timberland and Missy Hip Factory yeah. <laughs> a lot of people try and sneak in and get the ingredients but I'm the man behind the ingredients <laughs> so please come with me with the recipe baby <laughs> I was like yes Timberland yeah I, th- I think um, one thing I've, I've thought on this when he comes in on that it almost you know the way his like, voice sounds it's almost like he's hit the button yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is recording the, yeah. and he's like hit the button, like takes over, yeah, yeah, yeah. and is like almost talking through her headphones, and she's like this, like got her headphones. That, Alex just held the headphone the up to the mic there, um, almost as if like that is like he understands his role in the album, and he's like speaking from that role. If you understand what I mean, yeah, we'll like, put that in. The, the we'll glass. put that in the music clip, yeah, so you can hear yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I, this for the first time I was listening to this, and I was just like, do I really care what they have to say? It's just Probably like it's not. just like it's good music. Yeah. It's a good vibe. Like I'm not sitting here critiquing the lyrics. If I did, I wouldn't be putting it in the top 100. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't, you but you can't it. ignore the beat and like the yeah, vibe. Just, it's, yeah. it's a vibe. Yeah, and every track on this record is just like you could stick it on and just like chill out to it. It's a really nice track. Yeah, all good vibes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Um, oh, that's. By our style interlude. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, on this one, <laughs> I do have notes on this. I, let me just reread them. Uh, I think I think I, what I did say was, as I said before, the last track, Past the Blunt, which uh, is sort of like <laughs> entrance to the braggadocious Super Duper Fly. Yeah. And um, this is just a continuation of his interlude where it's just him talking. Um, and he's just bragging about, um, what's he saying? He's saying, I think it's on the edge, yeah. Uh, oh no, hold on. Cut everything I just said. <laughs> Ooh, that's dope. Right, so on the interlude, by our style. <laughs> yeah. I say it's a continuation of the last track. And um, it's just Timberland sort of bragging about they've got the hits. They're about to come through with some more. You've had yeah, some, yeah, yeah. but there's more to come. 
And I think like they, there's a thin line where it's like, okay, mate, you've said that already. Like yeah. we know that you're going to make more hits, but I think they tread it pretty well. So you're still on board with them. You're not cringing. No, you're no, like, I, okay, I'm ready for more Timberland. You almost like buy into the cringe. Yeah, you do. You do. I think you do, which is a credit to the album. Yeah, because she never takes it seriously. No. There is not one point on this album which she's like, I'm going to take it serious <laughs> no, right no. now and, and there go is, on about well, there, there is one track which we'll get to. Slow Jam. No, no not Slow Jam. <laughs> we'll get onto it. We'll get onto it. Right. Oh, let's get um, to this next track because yeah, we've got an absolute skies. goat on the feature here. Friendly Skies. Let's go. <laughs> take me higher, let's just go for a little joy Whatever, man. Friends guys featuring genuine it's a slow jam, baby. <laughs> this is this is filth. Mwah. <laughs> mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> I might put that clip in. I'm gonna put pony in. Yeah. Just a reminder. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll do it because you know. Yeah, well, I'll, oh, yeah, yeah, right. you did hard do work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is a filthy slow jam. What do you think this one, mate? Um, I thought it was slow. Drop the jam. Drop the jam part. I thought it was all right. I mean, I, I. I don't, don't, I really like uh, that sound that Genuine comes with. I, he doesn't have, he doesn't ever take center stage, but the fact he can just like kind of get a feature off, just ad-libbing. I think it's like funny, sound. honestly. This, uh, yeah, I know. I, I think it adds to it so much. I wonder if it was funny at the time though. Or do you think everyone no, was like I swooning over Genuine? like, do it again. Genuine. Do it again. And he's like there, just like with a keyboard, like what? And there was like, that's sick. Keep doing it. But like he's his voice is just so it's the pinnacle of like nineties sexual R and B. Yeah, oh, it's so classic. <laughs> as soon as I hear that, I'm just like, here we go. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was watching Parks and Rec the other week. Yeah, and uh, Tom Hatherford, who's one of the characters on there, was like, uh, he had they went to his house and he had a poster. Dan making Gen- friends in a- lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was making beats on my NPC. I was I had Parks and Rec on. And you go into Tom Haverford's house and he's got yeah. a poster of Genuine on the wall. <laughs> it's like, no one can go out with me unless they have a deep knowledge of early 90s R&B. And you're not a Genuine fan. <laughs> it like, just made me laugh. <laughs> I got to this and I was like, hold on. I've heard this man's voice. Uh, this is all I know Genuine. Though. It's just that sound. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, what else is there to Genuine? Maybe we'll find out later on, but I don't know. Sexual um, God. Probably. Yeah, sexual God. <laughs> probably. Apparently he's awful in bed. I heard. Uh, he's just good it's at sounding just, yeah, like he is. It's a cover. Um, can, yeah, I, no. can I just read you some lyrics? Yeah, go ahead. Before you... <laughs> he's our horrid. Um, yeah. And like this track is probably one of my least fave. Uh, it's just funny. Uh, but it's like this metaphor of like a flight. Yeah. And like two <laughs> yeah. people like being like, oh, I could, I'm going to have sex with you, baby, but I don't want the turbulence to be too rough. You know, like, oh. and this is a good solid verse. I'm going to read to you right now. Yeah. I want you. I want you, baby. I want you, baby. You know, I want, I really, really want to fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> Show enough. Want to fuck you. I want you. Yes, I do. I want you, baby, baby. I want you. I know you want, <laughs> I know you what I want. I really want to want to fuck you. I really want to fuck you. 
Shonoff wanna fuck you. Shonoff wanna. Number 93, ladies and gentlemen. Number 93. Oh, that's dope. It's fucking horrid. PG-13 on this right now. Yeah, I know. That is great. Just uncomfortable. Uh, One of the the worst tracks for sure. Definitely. Uh, Let's move on. Uh, Next one. Best friends. Maracas! <laughs> Exclaimed Dan after listening to this album for the third time in the morning. Yeah, That's what I'll talk about I, on this track, he I said. I wanted to play like a little bit of like instrument bingo. Yeah, I thought yeah. Maracas would be a good one, but I forgot to introduce that. Are you sure it's Maracas? It's something... Anyway, who knows? I'll tell you what it was. What was it? It was Timber. <laughs> it was Timberland. He was coming out. He just makes everything with his mouth. Just makes every sound. Probably, um, probably. It probably was. I start from scratch making a beat yeah. with my mouth. Yeah, Ali is in this one. Uh, I'll be, before we get into this, I'm going to exclaim, this is the one track that I thought was filler. Really? Yeah, in my opinion. It's pretty dull, I thought. Uh, I've, I think... Um, that had some cool themes, but sonically... I thought I it was think dull. As we go through this podcast, filler takes on different meanings for me. Okay. I thought this whole album was filler. Interesting. In a way that it was not music I'd sit down and listen to and contemplate. Okay. okay. But it is music that I'd sit down and just stick on. Did you call that filler? Because I call filler like mid. Yeah, but I, maybe I can't differentiate between those two. Like music I can't pay attention to. Like a bad track is not filler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, but true, true. Filler is like it goes there and it's un- it's forgettable. I think filler in context of an album though is a track that they didn't need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like they yeah. didn't need this one. But I, 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 I thought they it. needed the feature. Okay. I thought I thought Ali was good in this. She's good looking, by the way. Uh, she died in two thousand one. Really? Yeah, in a plane crash. No way. Yeah, they, were, they were actually best friends. Oh no Missy way! Elliot, Missy Elliott and Ali. Shit. Um, the research, but she is. Yeah, she's got a great voice and, yeah, a face for TV for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely contributed to the sales of this album. <laughs> anyway, um, what do you think? What do yeah, you think I, I thought it was all right. I've just got that she died in 2001. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> crash. I actually, all, a lot all about the, the only notes I had on this was maracas. Uh, but, <laughs> but other than that one, this one is filler dull. Right, nice. <laughs> Moving on. Don't be coming in my face. <laughs> Sorry? Uh-huh. 
to the east side, people to my west side To all my bitches who set home crying Over these niggas and over these fellas Shake them off like jello uh -huh. Don't be coming in my face Trying to tell me you love me <laughs> Oh, that's dope <laughs> <laughs> See it? Come on. Did you notice man. how um, he wiped out the panning for this one? Yes, he was like, I haven't yes. panned yet. <laughs> I think he learned pan on the job. And if you, anyone that doesn't it. know what panning is, it's uh, just moving the sound to left and right ear yeah. across the beat. Um, yeah, I think it's his voice, I think, that's doing the panning as well. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to use my voice again yeah. to make the beat. Uh, I've, I've felt like no matter how much panning you put into this track, it doesn't take away from the fact that this is a weak point in the album. I, sec I, I second like that. There's a couple of run. There's a couple of tracks here which I just felt like were a bit weak. I was like, I wrote my comments like, getting a bit fillery now. Hopefully, we get. This is kind of like the meat and lettuce. Yeah, yeah. Of the sandwich. Yeah. Let's the get back to the bread. When I say that, technically, meat's, meats are filler. Oh, uh, I see. Uh, I see. I see. I see. Well, I corn. I, mean, I liked. <laughs> yeah. Got to the corn. <laughs> um, Missy's corn on this. Oh, stop. Go. Uh, I like. The beginning of her second verse. She's like, to my east side people, to my west side. That's all I got. Pardon? That's all I've written down. Can you elaborate? No. I'd love it if you could. <laughs> <laughs> I, could uh, I feel like this is a weak point in the album and yeah. a weak point for this podcast. Because we're going to go <laughs> on <laughs> to track 11. Uh, easy as you are. Um, you know how I so freaking hot that I see it. Gee whiz, get my clothes tailored like I'm Liz. Me, I'm coming for your ass in the mean. Seconds, hours, everything I do seem to bloom like flowers. I cruise these beats like I'm driving in the Some of y'all MCs mad I got the power. I hit you with the take that. Niggas wanna scat when I take that. What? Um, take that. Yeah, another flex. It it all feels very. It is very flexy. Yeah, yeah, like she's constantly flexing. Constantly feels like she's in a rap battle. Yeah. Um, like almost like trying to put someone else down, without putting them down by like elevating herself. Um, and this one, it did feel like she was doing that, but she was kind of like at the end of the rap battle, and she'd run out of words. She'd read in the dictionary. Just started scatting as he as he are. I think she sounded drunk, I thought. Yeah, but I liked that. I felt like I liked the... the so you didn't like it on the rain? The, no, I, I liked it on this one. I felt like fair. it was just fun. Maybe it's those syllables, mate. Maybe you're just getting a bit drunk. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm only I'm joking. Not, no, I'll just say know, that I'm, because it is a drunken chorus. So yeah, it works. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of it gives it the effect of a throwaway, I thought. However, yeah. um, again, I think she's homaging like the hee hee ha, -ha <laughs> yeah. sort of like thing that made her famous. This beat though, <laughs> this is my favorite beat on the album. <laughs> I think like, uh, <laughs> dear falling Theodosia, <laughs> falling apart. Go on, go on. I think the beat. This is my favorite beat on the album um, because you're sort of encapsulated by her absolute gibberish uh, and sort of like the slurriness of her words. Yeah. Like this is such a modern beat. I could hear like Earth Gang on this. Yeah. J. Cole, Isaiah Rashad, like they would kill this beat. And it's like, this is 97. 
Um, it blew me away, to be honest. Blew me away. One hundred percent took influence from those kind of people. They definitely took influence from these. One hundred percent. These kind of and that that sound as well is very much from this era. It's just like a rework of like nineties, late nineties hip hop. Yep. In terms yep. of the beats, so it's, it's less futuristic. This one, it's more just modern. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's contemporary. Like if this beat came out today, you'd be like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I was. Whereas a lot of the like, beats on this, you'd be like, oh. what she brings to it as well would like the kind of like slurry onomatopoeic kind of verse that she's going for. I think it adds to that. It does sound contemporary. It sounds a bit different. It's like, who's, it's not this polished record. It sounds polished. It sounds like, you know, big hi-fi, great sound, well yeah, produced, yeah. but it's got this kind of like drunken feel to it, um, which is like, she's not quite there. You know what I mean? I get you. <sighs> I get you, I get you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Next track, Why You Hurt Me. <laughs> I know it's somebody out there that done had a nasty, nasty, nasty friend that wanna go around humping everybody. Can I get a hug? Can I get a hug? Can I get a hug? You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna talk about this one I had a few years ago. Uh -huh. I had a friend named Cutie Tootie. Tootie turned tricks to get some Gucci, known as Lucy Booty. Truly. She was a freak in the evening, and if she wasn't teasing, then give me one reason why she be there. Oh, that's... <laughs> I love oh. that sound. <laughs> um, um, some storytelling, exclamation mark. Ah, that's what you got for this <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, no. Well, to continue on that, I have, a, I have a lyric from this. Go. I know of somebody out there who had a nasty, nasty. Yeah. Nasty friend. Who... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. I just didn't read that right. It's three nasties. Nasty <laughs> the detail. <laughs> Nasty friend who want to go around humping everybody. Can I get a hoe? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is beautiful. So I'm going to talk about this one I had a few years ago. What I took from this yes. was... Oh, that's dope. Because hoe. <laughs> and she says, can I get a hoe? Ho. Hashtag wordplay. She's like, can I get a hoe? I get it. But she's ho. also talking about this... Nasty, thought, nasty, a nasty trick, friend. A bitch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I understand on this one. I, maybe I was just being thick because I was reading along to the lyrics. Yeah. And I was like trying to, it reminded me of like a confusing uh, Keisha song by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, Keisha. Uh, Keisha, yeah. Right. Oh yeah, it's, it's on section 80. Have you oh, heard it? Have sorry, you heard sorry, it? yeah, yeah. No, it's sorry. about like a prostitute that gets yeah. killed eventually. Yeah. No, I, like thought a, you, I thought you meant Keisha. Like uh, Kesha. <laughs> So that was a weird crossover <laughs> there, Kesha and Kendrick. Anyway, the, the track, she's like, tootie turn trick. I, um, and she's rapping about this friend, it seems like, or former friend, yeah. that became like a prostitute. And he just turns, she just turns her back on her. She's like, <laughs> uh, well, the lyrics, the lyrics are here. It's like, um, she can do her thing though, because me and her don't hang anymore. But it's like, <laughs> she's just, just dying with crack. Great like, storytelling. Crack addict on the floor, like, oh yeah, but yeah, we don't hang anymore. So... <laughs> I don't really care. And uh, what I will say, her lyrics on this, the rhyming, the rhyming styles and the couplets on this were sick. Yeah. So you had, you you read that bit before, but I got the intro verses. Tutti turn tricks to get some Gucci. Known as a loose booty. Truly. She was a freak in the evening. If she wasn't teasing, uh, then give me one reason. Like she's rhyming multiple words within lines. Yeah. Sorry. Then... Just fade out that Missy Elliott clip from you. 
<laughs> Those are Missy Elliott right there. Um, oh, that's, 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 that's staying. staying. That's staying. It's so good. That's staying. Uh, 100%. But yeah, I was a bit confused. I, I thought it was like kind of out of nowhere. She's gone like, you know what? I could do a, an album where I can rap about like my life. Yeah. And like where I came from. Is this the one you were on about when she was like, she goes a bit serious with a bit of storytelling? Yes, it's what it I was on about. It still feels fun though. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, that's what I'm saying. But it was weird because it was fun. Yeah. But it made her sound like a bitch, I thought. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I, I, I get what you mean. Maybe she's just trying to be like, fuck it. What? Yeah, but what I'm a, I, be, I, I evolved. For it. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. that kind of mindset that still yeah. contributes to the like, fun aspects of the record. Yep. Um, should we move on? Yeah, sure. I'm talking here. <laughs> I'm talking yeah, it's here. I'm talking. I'm slurring here. <laughs> I'm such a good rapper. You couldn't plan it. I give my style to Bob Diggy. You know my style. My style of rapper. I'm so, 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 such a good rapper. I'm such a good rapper. I give you couldn't plan it. My style is the Bob Diggy. You beg to be put on like cats. Nigga know who I am, now you wanna sing and dance You wanna shake your stanky ass But I'm sorry Sam, goddamn You ain't family You're hounding me uh, This genuinely is fucking hilarious, this song I thought, uh, I nearly actually guffawed <laughs> uh, I've never heard you use that word So it must mean something I genuinely laughed, like, out loud at this track yeah. Um. You you go first though. I'm curious what you before I dive in. I didn't have many notes on this track. Right. So I got I, some. I I just <laughs> I just went with like, it, it's got that Come kind on, of camaraderie man. feel to it. Again, it makes it more. You know what? You just you just hit with a clickbait, mate. What was funny about this track? Really? Yeah. No. Go on. I you, don't really have that no, much. No sense of humour, mate. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't, maybe I didn't listen to it properly. I thought that it was like this really clever satirical sort of piss take uh, that you've clearly just, just gone over your head. Mm. And uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, like the beat is really smooth, which I think added like a layer of, uh, of satire to it Yeah, because it's actually really well-constructed beat. Um, but her lyrics are just like, fuck it. <laughs> I don't care. Like in the intro, she's like, you want to suck on Timberland's bone like Fido. And then she goes, my style of rapping. I'm such a, such a good rapper. I'm such a, such a good rapper. Like, like yeah, awful yeah, yeah. lyrics, yeah, yeah. but she's like, I'm such, such a good rapper. I'll give you good and plenty. My style's the bomb diggy. Like she's clearly yeah, taking yeah, it's the just, piss. Yeah, he's taking the piss. She yeah. must be taking the piss. And to I be honest, was... I think at this point after the kind of like, you know, the dip in the middle of the album, mm. this was on the upwards out of it. Yeah. And I kind of phased out of it and I didn't take in those lyrics. I'm uh, kind of guy now. Wow, it's it's going to take second reflection. That's right. Anyway, uh, also I thought the nice little in Easter egg in the outro. Yeah. Um, where she's referencing like every feature on the album. Yeah. And I, I personally think this would have been the perfect closing track because it's like funny, braggadocious. Yeah. She's taking a piss out of the fact that she doesn't have to try to make good music because she's got Timbaland behind her. You haven't heard Buster's outro yet though, mate. I <laughs> 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 and we know... Oh, that's um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think it, it would have been a perfect finish to the album. Yeah. Not the, the next track... This takes nothing away from the next track because the next track, The Getaway. Getaway. Featuring Space and Nicole. Yeah, 
close your eyes, visualize, space nine, verbalize. You chastise, but can't stop my enterprise. Put your rhymes in a line, put your raps in a stack. I'll break you and your singer like Jenga. I mean them, I spit lightning on you. This tight thing, space nine, inferno, one verbs be frightening. And for the sword fight tonight, my entourage is in camouflage. Remove your mask, let down your facade, but don't slip up. Cause when I send my ship up, that's when I get ripped up. The whole world, fuck it. Yeah, what do you I, think of this? I one? really like Nicole on this one. I just love this song. I thought her flow on this one was mesmerizing. Sorry, uh, it's a mesmerizing flow. Yeah, I got a lyric from it, um, which I kind of like. Um, which was I thought it was kind of relevant. I think it was one of the first lyrics where I was like, "Hold up, hold up, hold ding, ding, up. ding, ding." <laughs> <laughs> She's actually talking about something uh, that makes sense. Um, in terms of like, it's not just like she's taking the piss or like having a bit of fun. She's like, so, so it's like, um, I'm kind of scared to do this because Jimmy trying to scare me saying I'm going to give away my publishing, but uh, it doesn't matter because I write my own shit, do my own shit, sing my own shit, shit, be a hit. Oh, nice. Was that, was that uh in the lyrics there? Yeah, yeah, that? yeah. No, I added that in. No, no, it was in. It was in. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, that is quite interesting. <laughs> Not the time, is it? Um, um, no, but no, I just I just felt like that added to it a did, bit. Did you have any notes on the beat on this one? Uh, yeah, I just thought it was sick. So it sick. I thought it was a good beat. I, I thought it was a really beat. beat. But I, to be honest, there isn't really a beat on this album that I was like, that's a shit beat. I always thought, and I never really thought any of them sounded dated. I always thought this sounded like fresh as hell. That's what I was going to say at the end. Like, as dated as this should be and it influenced... A generation of dated sound. Yeah, yeah. This stands alone as being. This is probably one of pretty Timberland's modern. least dated yeah, albums. Yeah, and it's his first album. Do you think that's or because like he his had first big one? Yeah. Do you think that's because there was a bit of hangover from the nineties, uh, so we hadn't really fully developed the sound into like probably, the full potential probably, of like. Probably. I yeah. yeah I also think because uh, I read a lot about um, how there was this kind of like chase that went on every year. Whereby like Missy Elliott and Timbaland would put out a single yeah. at the beginning of summer, and everyone would be chasing that single. Yeah, so you had you had this album, which had the rain. Yeah, yeah. One. Then you had um, Work It. Yeah. Which is uh, the one that yeah. <laughs> I played the beginning, and then you've got and I remembered it. I heard it for the poem. It's Get Your Freak On, which is oh, Get Your Freak On. Yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Classic. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like last three they, years in a they, row, they smashed. They it. were basically setting the standards every year, and every year people were coming out with tracks that sounded like Timberland the year before, and he was putting out something new that no one else, no one else had put out before. Even like something like as simple as reversing vocals or something like yeah, that. One. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that is innovative. It's it is, new, it is, it is, and it's still made it into the mainstream. And it, yeah, it's made. It, and like Timberland's a goat. Man. There's a load. There's I can't remember what track it's on, but there I think Missy Elliott is like. um She's like talking about like how what beats people should rap over, and she's like, "You shouldn't copy Timberland beats; they w they'll never be as good," or something like that. It's what he said and in the interlude. Where he was like, this, "I've got the recipe. You want it, but you can't have it." Yeah, it's like he is untouchable mm. in the, and and like with this beat especially as well. It's another one that's just like it's a great beat. It got me out of my seat. I literally was like, "You vibing?" Genuinely, I was vibing with it. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so catchy. Um, but. Yeah, it's one of my. It's probably my favorite track, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the the features were good, and the beat was fire, which is weird because I think the other track would have made a better outro. Yeah, because it would have wrapped it up more. But and then I was like, oh, okay. But then this track just blew me away. But then we get to the real outro, 
Oh boy. <laughs> 15. Buster's He's back. back. He's still there. <laughs> Buster's stumbled into the studio again. Pissed. Oh shit. Pissed. He's back. I'm like, shit, we need to get him on something. We need to get rid of him. Wait, have you got the have you got the beat from his intro? Have you got the beat from his intro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Just put that that on again. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, Hey, yo, Buster, come in. Um, Okay, I'm gonna go here really quick. I want to see what he's a little bit. (laughs) This LP to a close. Buster rhymes in the whole entire flip mode squad. Would like to congratulate you all for being such a wonderful audience and taking the time out of your busy day to day living to do the knowledge. Take in and observe and absorb and listen and feel the whole emotional roller coaster of this LP. Thoroughly put together by Missy and Timberland. The official bang shit. Hip hop music. Soul music. RB music. Y'all motherfuckers don't know this is that official. <laughs> okay, mate. <laughs> uh. And uh, I've I put here because I've called him Rhymes, <laughs> Mr. Rhymes. Mr. I put I like the way Mr. Rhymes breaks the fourth <laughs> wall with this one by including you in the collaborative. That project. is you trying to be and, and he like so funny. he celebrates it with us. Fact, you know the people who are listening to this album at home, they're one of the people in the studio with Missy Elliott, and she's speaking to him. She's addressing everyone. She's like, "Thank you all for coming. Yeah, we had a great time. You had a great listen." I had a great time. All these guys who rapped and were, on it the had fact a great they time. They recorded it in two weeks. They literally had just experienced yeah. that time. And they were probably having a they're probably having a ball. Literally. They're they probably were passing doubleunt, you know. Doubleunt, yeah. Just just having a great time and vibing. And then at the end of it, to rhyme it off, rhymes stumbles in. He's been on a two week <laughs> bender. He's got a fucking pl- paper bag, brown paper bag full of booze. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> and he's like, Can I do an outro? And this is it. And then we get the final outro, Missy's finale. Yeah. You have come almost to the close of my album. But before I go, I just want to thank God for staying with me through my ups and downs and through my whole period of doing this album. I want to thank Timberland, who came up with the beats, and all the people that appeared on my album to make it hot. All right? Spoken word poem. Which yeah. is just basically saying, thank you, everyone. Um, there's not too much to say on it. Do you have anything to say on it? Um, I thought it was a, the best way to end this album. Okay. I felt it's, like yeah. it was just like, she, fuck all the bullshit, you know, <laughs> whatever she's been saying. Fuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, listen, I've done it. Enjoy it. I think like this album, like what has garnered it even more respect is like a bit like I was saying with Drake's take care. Yeah. Like it's almost prophetic. Like they predicted the influence that it would have. Yeah, before, before it came yeah, out, yeah. and like as they were writing it, they had the vision, and they didn't flop. No, it, no, which is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like worst spoken word has to it. You never live it down. Yeah, it'd be cringe. Your career's uh, over. Yeah. Your career's but then if over. it if it does if it does it does you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, they they were right. They were. They were. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good album, really good album, actually. Are we going final thoughts on this? Yeah, one? let's go final thoughts. Yeah, what's your well, final actually, thoughts? No. Favorite track? Um, for me, I'm gonna go with "Socket to Me." Okay, yeah, tune on this tune, one. Tune. Um, I like the Brats first. Yeah, as cool. we've heard. Before. I'm gonna go with "Get Away." Um, yeah, for reasons I literally just spoke about. So yeah, uh, right. And have you got any favorite lyrics? Worst lyrics? Um, I don't. Neither do I. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think they're particularly needed. 
of all the, all the, albums, of all the think, albums we've done, yeah. I don't think you can pick out a lyric and be like, that was particularly good or bad. Yeah. Um, now, this is, this is going to be an interesting discussion, I think. Yeah. The final thoughts on this one. Because I think it's a great album. And I know I think you like it as well. Is that correct? Yeah. But we're talking about the best 100 albums of all time. Okay. Yeah. There's so many different like caveats and like, angles we can attack this album. Yeah. Like in terms of its influence, like content, like, uh, I don't know, deep, deep, how, how deep it goes. Yeah. Um, how good it sounds sonically, how influence, like they're all different things that sometimes it shines, sometimes it really doesn't. You know, like it, it, it shines in so many ways, but it, it falls short in so many other ways. Yeah. Which makes it really difficult to place. Yeah, this in is in my opinion. This is the hardest album to place. Yeah. I think so far, because it's it's not different in the way that it's groundbreaking. Although it was at the time. I don't know. I think, I it's, think it's influential. Different. Yeah, it's different in the way. I can't judge this. Al- if I judge this album in the same way that I judge every other album on the list, it'd probably go like bottom two or three. Yeah, yeah I agree. So it's the way you approach it because I feel like that doesn't do it justice. I, d- I, d- I don't think I can do that with this album. And that's probably why it's on this list. Yeah. For the reasons that we're struggling to with right now. To throw this curveball yeah, no, at I ju- us. Yeah, yeah. And I, do, I actually think that these these thoughts are probably the same things that not Rolling Stone they had no idea they were just taking votes but people like respected critics yeah. who rank this album like it's got tens and nines across the board like if you look at Pitchfork NME yeah, uh, yeah. other other uh, platforms like it's revered I think these are some of the things that they must be questioning when they come to the end of it and they're ranking it I think that it's on the exact same thing to me and it stumped me a bit um, because I think of like it's really difficult because I, like I mentioned before, they're these like one producer, one rapper albums. Yeah. And I think there are better albums. Uh, but do any of them have like run the jewels? Like that is like good music and it's like they're saying something. Yeah. Um, Mad villainy probably equally is like far left and groundbreaking. Yeah. I d- see. I don't place this album in that kind of, Sphere, I, I kind of place it in a sort of... Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah, that kind of like... Dr. Dre, sort of like collaborative. Yeah, yeah, it's like collaborative, but also that it's kind celebration, of... Celebration, yeah. It doesn't need to say anything. It doesn't... It's not ask, It's not asking the artist to say anything. It's just It's just there as, as something to enjoy. Yeah. So if I was putting this on like how much I enjoy it, probably goes third or fourth for me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but it... But if I was going on content and like if I was sitting down and analyzing it, but I'd be an absolute so you know what you know what so. fuck that because it's our list. Yeah, it's it would well it'd be a buzzkill to do so. If you you wouldn't be taking this album into consideration if you were sitting down and analyzing it. You no. be, like it's not even a, it's not a good album in that respect. But in the same uh, in the same conversation, when we are putting these in our final lists, when I'm for instance like with the Stooges album, I thought it was great, groundbreaking, and like just this, just this moment. Yeah. I think this is a moment as well. But then I look at Night Swimming and I think 
that is just great songwriting. Yeah. Oh, so not nice swimming. <laughs> the REM album. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or Lucinda Williams, and I think. Well, well, nice swimming in particular on that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you caught me. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, that's <laughs> and, uh, and I think it's almost like a little bit insulting to those two to those two to put it put this above it but I mean, it's why it's such a dilemma no but I think like yeah I kind of agree with you on you that know what I, mean? I kind of agree with you, you know what I, I mean? think for me but you, this you, is going yeah. behind Lucinda okay the slot behind Lucinda before Metallica is that right yeah that, that is right that yeah, is right yeah, yeah. Um, for me I'm going to put it and I'll tell you why I'm going to put it in front of the R.E.M. album. Come on, Murray. <laughs> no! Because... Wait, you put, wait so you, you go in current Stooges. This. This. Because I think it's a moment, right? It's a moment. And those are the two albums. Yeah. I think they're better crafted albums. Yeah. But I can't take away the influence that this had. The moment. The, yeah, yeah, the vibe. yeah. I don't, like, there are better, in my opinion, hip-hop albums. There are better... Um, singer-songwriter albums and yeah. rock albums than R.E.M. and Lucinda. Um, but I don't think there are that many hip-hop albums like, like this. this. Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah, putting yeah. it above those two for that reason. Okay. I Yeah, okay. It's my, Fine. my yeah, opinion. It's your, it's your opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's my right, opinion. Okay. Well, on that note, I'm sad. Bye-bye. So <laughs> what? <laughs> See you next week. No. Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We've got... Maybe um, some reforms coming. We'll keep yeah, you posted. We'll keep we'll you posted. See, we'll see. Maybe there's something new on the horizon. You'll have to pay attention. I yeah. mean, what have we got next week? Uh, I think it's Neil Young. Neil Young. Yeah. So it's a different lane. But tune come in. listen. Tune in. Follow us on MBDLF Instagram. MBDLF underscore podcast on Instagram. Or email us. At mybeautifuldialistifantasy at gmail.com. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Oh, that's dumb.